After 150 years manufacturing a classic American product, Levi's has a tradition of quality and brand awareness that few companies can match. Just a few head of Levi's blue jeans and a lot of heart miles. The company's name is almost synonymous with blue jeans. But this history offered little protection when the COVID pandemic devastated global retail in early 2020. All of a sudden, most of our stores around the world were closed like that. And we saw our revenues pretty much dry up. As the shock of the crisis subsided and economies began to reopen, Levi's and its industry peers stood at a crossroads. I think that at the end of the day, what was really unique for those that took advantage was COVID was this opportunity for companies to refashion their businesses for the future. We are going to emerge from the pandemic a much stronger company. And now we're saying, OK, what does the next five to 10 years look like? This is the question Levi's CFO Harmeet Singh grapples with every day. As CFO, the one important thing is to ensure you're able to connect the dots and always think longer term. I think is critical. Harmeet Singh has lots of dots to connect. He's managing the company's complex advances into digital technology, ensuring that it can meet ambitious sustainability targets, and making sure that all its processes, from sourcing to sales, are integrated into this transformation. He's an operator, and he's he understands the business at a very granular level, but can also copter up high to 40,000 feet and think about where are we going. That's why you could call Harmeet Singh Levi's chief future officer. <laughs> Levi's literally invented the work pants that would come to be known as blue jeans, patenting a process for sewing rivets into denim clothing way back in 1873. But that pioneer spirit was lagging on the financial side of the business when Chip Berg hired Harmeet Singh in 2013. When I joined the company eight, nine years ago, the balance sheet was a constraint. We were not investing for growth. We had $2 billion of debt on the balance sheet. We were actually spending more money on interest expense than we were advertising our brand. And um, you know, one of his first missions was to turn the balance sheet from a liability into an asset. He did that, we paid down a billion dollars in debt, and we started reinvesting back in the Levi's brand, and that's been central to the turnaround of the business. Revenues grew steadily through the decade, peaking in 2019 when the company went public. Levi's maintained a dominant share of the market for jeans. Then came the pandemic, and by early 2020, all of this progress was put on pause. So we saw a billion dollars of revenue evaporate that first quarter of the pandemic because our stores were closed, our wholesale partner doors were closed. As we got into the pandemic, we said we've got to do two things. We've got to manage through the crisis, which is all about preserving cash, driving profitably, and communicating with all our stakeholders. But importantly, we had to emerge stronger because the consumer and employee experiences were changing. What are some decisions you made under pandemic pressure that you're really proud of? We pivoted to a new strategic blueprint. The pivot was on three basic things. Elevation of the brand, um, acceleration of our direct-to-consumer business, and diversifying our product base, our number of brands. We just closed a deal and entered the active segment with Beyond uh, Yoga. The other thing we did was we continued to invest for the long term. 
So we invested a lot more capital in accelerating our e-commerce business. E-commerce is becoming a bigger piece of our business. It's profitable today. As well as we spend the time ensuring that we balanced all stakeholders. So for example, uh, we took the unfortunate decision of laying people off, but we cut dividends. Um, we also extended you know, our benefits. Uh, we introduced paid sick leave because ensuring safety and health of our frontline uh, staff was as critical. So I think the decisions we were taking were guided but not only to emerge stronger financially, but also ensuring that our values as a company continue to res resonate with all our stakeholders. In, in the middle of the pandemic, suddenly there's this shift away from skinny jeans and toward mom jeans. Was this disruption a huge benefit to Levi's because people are now turning over their wardrobes? They want something new. Yeah, you know, done the research, 40% of all waist sizes had changed during the pandemic. Uh, some went up, some went down, both for him as well as her. That does mean that you've got to go back and make a change in your closet. And you, you, you tend to um, engage with brands that are engaging with you. So I think a combination of direct engagement with the consumer, even during tough times, investing in things like growing e-commerce, I think are things that will continue to resonate. Where is Levi's on that path right now to a digital future? Today our digital ecosystem is about 20% of our total business, very profitable. We aspire to make this a third of our business. Our direct-to-consumer business, which includes our stores, is about 40% of our business. It used to be half that years ago. We aspire to grow that to about you know, 60% or two-thirds of our business. If the analogy is a baseball analogy, where are we? Uh, I'd say we're bottom of the fourth innings. We've got a long runway for growth. So supply chain disruption, commodity costs, this is all putting pressure on the process of bringing anything to market. What is the new normal going to be there when it comes to supply chain disruption, pricing issues, etc.? If you think of supply chain, think of two broad buckets. One is sourcing and second is, is commodity and costing. Um, on the sourcing side, very early on, we said we won't put all our eggs in one basket. And um, so um, we source across 24 countries. And, um, not from any single country do we source more than 20%. Uh, you talked about costs. You know, given our global buying power, we've already negotiated the first half of the year a very low single-digit inflation relative to last year. The one thing, that, because the brands are so hard, has been really resonating with the consumers. We've continued to take pricing, uh, even during the pandemic. The brand today has pricing power. Levi's 2021 full-year revenues are on track to match 2019, fulfilling the company's pledge to emerge stronger from the COVID crisis. We committed in the middle of the pandemic that when our revenues got back to pre-pandemic levels, our margins would be up more than two points, and we've now delivered on that. But with the virus still weighing on consumer confidence and supply chains and inflation surging around the globe, this is no time for any retailer to relax. As you look forward over here, I think the biggest question is who's going to take the learnings from the pandemic Versus who's just going to pay back to what they did in the past? Um, I think over time, uh, you know, because of the learnings people have had during the pandemic, uh, there is going to be uh, thinking about how do you globalize your supply chain? Uh, do you concentrate in a few countries? Do you diversify? 
uh, you bring some production home. Yeah. One of the programs we started a couple of years ago was our FLX program. It's using lasers to finish your denim product. It used to be uh, done by hand. It used to be done overseas. But now we bring in the blanks and we finish it closer to markets. And so we're in the process of expanding that program around the world. So I think people need to just think about different ways of doing it. And I believe technology will play a key role. Harmeet Singh's affinity for Levi's tracks all the way back to when he was a teenager in India. I had an aunt who was coming overseas and she said, what do you want? And I said, I want a pair of Levi's. At an early age, he decided to study finance. I did my CPA or chartered accountancy with the goal that I want to start my own CPA firm. The allure of entrepreneurship faded when Harmeet got married and started a family. He took a job as a financial analyst at American Express in India. If someone has told me at that point that Harmeet, you would be working in the US, would be CFO of two large American icons, Hyatt and, and Levi's, take two companies public, I would have bet against it. Harmeet Singh first reached the C-suite in the U.S. when he was named Chief Financial Officer of Pizza Hut. He then took the same role at parent company Yum Restaurants. After a successful stint as CFO for Hyatt Hotels, Chip Berg hired him at Levi's in January 2013. I've been very fortunate, been lucky, have had great mentors, and uh, you know, one thing has led to the other. Throughout their time working together, Chip Berg and Harmeet Singh have been partners in a steady push to make Levi's more sustainable. First is not something we just started. It's been in our DNA, as people in the company would say, it's woven into our fabric. Harmeet has been driving a lot of the investments behind making this company a more sustainable company. Many of these investments have gone into the Eureka Innovation Lab, a research and development center a few blocks from corporate headquarters. Progress made here has helped Levi's significantly reduce its greenhouse gas emissions and water use in the past decade. And now, Levi's has made sustainability a central pillar of its consumer strategy with a highly non-traditional, even counterintuitive ad campaign. Buy better, wear longer. We had a lot of internal debates about you know, is the selling idea, buy better, wear longer, going to reduce consumption? You know, I fundamentally believe that it plays to our strong suit. It is kind of, it, it almost defines what the Levi's brand is all about. We believe because, uh, you know, the younger generation, the millennials, for them, you know, interacting or engaging with consumer or companies that aspire to be more sustainable. Um, has allowed us to reach out to newer consumers. So even though people may buy less, we believe we're reaching out a lot more new consumers and that's why it actually, in our view, it actually will grow re the revenue and grow profitability while at the same time ensuring you know, that our products are sustainable, we're doing the right thing for the planet. The Wear Longer theme is meeting the moment. According to research by Global Data, between 2010 and 2020, resale clothing doubled as a share of the consumer closet and could potentially double again by 2030. Levi's has put its own stamp on reconditioning and resale with tailor shops as a feature of its stores. It allows us to directly engage with the consumer. Um, we started uh, uh, the tailor shops in Europe it was a runaway success, and now we've exp ex expanded it around the world. Uh, most of our stores in the U.S. have it. All our next-gen stores, which are our latest format, have tailor shops. 
we've taken the reins in our own hands. It's a, I think the addressable size of the market is about $30 billion and we just um, you know, entered it. So that's clearly an opportunity for us. In 2020, Levi's issued its first standalone sustainability report. It covers environmental, social, and governance issues, outlining programs, priorities, and principles, and setting ambitious targets for performance. It will be up to Harmeet Singh and Chief Operating Officer Liz O'Neill to execute the plans they helped devise. Harmeet and I work together a lot on figuring out what is the, what's the strategic direction, how are we going to get there, and how are we going to invest in order to actually make that a reality. What falls under the COO umbrella and the CFO umbrella, and where do those over, overlap? Well, sustainability reports in through me, so I have the supply chain as well as the sustainability team, um, but nothing happens without the CFO. Um, the CFO is imperative to this, and, and honestly, right now we're in such a big transformation uh, as an industry. As we try to transform, we need the help of the CFO to really help us figure out what are those focus areas and how do we distort our resources and our investments to those areas that are gonna matter most. Every year we do a strategic business plan. Um, we're one of the few companies where ESG and sustainability is the cornerstone of a strategic plan. And thinking about, okay, you're saving all this money in negotiation. Are you gonna drop it to the profitability or are you gonna invest for the long term? Think about this place, right? Uh, people ask me, is this get, getting you the payback? I say, you can't measure this uh, from a payback. If 80% of our innovation is coming from here, we are building for tomorrow, you know. This is, you, you know, it's a very easy answer. You're getting the payback. And I think that's the discussion that happens on a regular basis. Singh and O'Neill showed me how that discussion is driving Levi's through a major shift from hardware, traditional resource-intensive manufacturing processes, to software. They gave me an iPad and told me to design the jeans of my dreams. You can come down here, and we all love our damaged and destructed jeans. Yes, we so do. So you can love you know, a little damage. Click and add damage. But that wasn't even the coolest part. So what do you customize? Will come to life. Okay. So we're gonna see my damages on there. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. You can see it happening in real time. Like that a distressed pair of Levi's that just needs one short wash to be ready to wear. This technology is already in use and already delivering results. We've reduced the amount of water by almost 90% across most of our product line over the last 10 years, saving billions of liters of water, um, finding new ways to finish the jeans that are just much more sustainable. How long can you recycle the water for? How long before you have to dispose of it? Well, we, uh, with the laser finishing that we use in, in many of the factories, we can recycle the water virtually endlessly. So on the right, these are our traditional washing machines. They use a lot of water, right? On the left is an ozone-driven washing machine, no water. And so, it washes the pans exactly, and using this technology, all our factories now use that technology. And if you go back and look at how much water we have saved since 2011, it's approximately 13 billion liters of water. Harmeet Singh has taken his commitment to sustainability beyond his role at Levi's. He's a leader among financial executives who want their work to help protect the future of the planet. 
Prince Charles uh, has an organization, it's called Accounting for Sustainability. He started this uh, probably 10, 12 years ago. And today I am the, uh, uh, you know, the co-chair uh, for the US chapter. What we're doing as a group of CFOs is we're sharing best practices. We're engaged with investors. We also engage with the SEC, the IFRS, as they establish disclosure standards. So I think, you know, it's the least I can do on something that's so important. Levi CFO Harmeet Singh loves sports. He played basketball and cricket growing up in India, and more recently took up golf. What do you love about sports? Are you ultra competitive? Does it help you relax or decompress? I like to win, but win the right way. But it also gets me to relax. Uh, because you know, I like to associate you know, a little bit of downtime, watch a game of golf, play a game of golf, or, or see some cricket. Uh, so I think a good combination of both. You have created your own award tied to cricket for your team here at Levi's. It's called Hit for Six. What I tell people is it's like knocking the ball out of the park. So link it back to baseball. It's a home run. But it's a home run. And I give it to folks who um, you know, go beyond their normal job and make a big difference. I'm a big believer in recognizing good work because I think that really helps motivate people, motivate teams, and you know, people believed in me, and that's why I'm here. So it's my job to believe in people and talent. Sports and business also intersected for Singh when Levi's purchased naming rights to the San Francisco 49ers new stadium. Although at first he was blindsided by the deal. I was a week into this role. The balance sheet was constrained. He walks into my office because he's a he's built brands and he says, "What do you think of naming rights for um, Levi Stadium?" And I said, "How much is it going to cost?" And he says, "You know, a small sum of two hundred million dollars." I said, "Really? Have I got into the wrong company?" <laughs> uh, we got together and said, "Okay, how do we make this happen and make this a success?" And um, you know, the 49ers did well. They had, you know the we had a Super Bowl a couple of years into it. And everybody who goes there, I'd say, dresses casually, hopefully a lot more casual after the pandemic, but a lot of them are wearing our products. So it really resonates with who we are. A brand with a 150-year history isn't going to change its core identity, even after a disruption like the pandemic. But Levi's, like retail companies everywhere, is determined to build lessons from the last two years into a vision for the future. We have to sustain what we have um, yeah, emerged out of. Um, ensuring that we continue to invest in the digital transformation of the company is critical. Transforming to digital doesn't mean abandoning physical retail. Even though Bloomberg Intelligence sees brick-and-mortar apparel sales declining from a 2019 peak, BMO Capital Managing Director Simeon Siegel says stores still have an important place in the omni-channel mix. The retail model in the past worked for a reason, and it still does. So disrupting doesn't mean destroying. The consumer doesn't wake up in the morning and go, today's going to be a brick and mortar day or today's going to be an e-commerce day. They wake up and they go, I want to buy a pair of Levi's. I think what we're going to find is omnichannel doesn't mean being everywhere for everyone. It probably means using everything that you have to the best of its ability and figuring out how to represent once you know what you want to be. From sales channels to sustainability, from profit margins to core principles, Harmeet Singh will be making decisions that guide Levi's into the future. So I asked him what he sees when he looks ahead. What's the opportunity for Levi's in the next 10 years that excites you most? I think, uh, you know, owning a bigger share of the closet. And it's not only denim, 
It's also activewear. It's not only bottoms, it's owning tops. And so diversifying our, our product base. Um, you know, uh, currently we have, uh, you know, uh, a big brand in Levi's. We've just bought Beyond Yoga. And the question is, can we make the company uh, with a company that has more portfolio brands longer term? What's the challenge for Levi's in the next 10 years that keeps you up at night? I'd say, you know, going through different crises because these are, you know, living in a very uncertain world. I think uh, dealing with issues like climate, I would say cybersecurity um, and the dangers offered. Um, I'd say in ensuring that we balance, um, you know, all our stakeholders uh, without disappointing any, as well as growing uh, the market cap of the company, which we've done successfully over the last couple of years. So quite a few things are keeping you up at night. Yeah, you know, I, you know I'm a 24-7 person and I love thinking about, as CFO, the one important thing is to ensure you, you're able to connect the dots and uh, just making sure we're able to do that um, and always think longer term, I think is critical. How do you see your role as CFO changing in the next decade? I'd say, um, uh, having a broader influence around a lot many things. I think the, um, the desire to unlock not only shareholder value but also stakeholder value I think becomes important. Um, I think uh, the desire to build um, a very successful team, a talent uh, that is diverse and um, is making an impact through the organization I think is critical. What's a skill set, skill area that you think every CFO will need to hone in the next decade? I think listening, uh, being empathetic, building trust um, by being authentic, uh, I think are going to be really critical skills that CFOs will probably uh, need longer term. What advice would you give to a CFO who got promoted today? Learn the business, build your relationships, and don't unleash the playbook that you grew up with. Make it relevant to the circumstance and the situation. Because a lot of times people just come with a playbook and say, okay, we're gonna roll that. Don't do that. Think longer term um, and build your equity but with a longer term perspective. Look forward, not backward. And don't rely on what worked before. Not what you'd expect from the steward of an American icon but exactly what makes Harmeet Singh Levi's Chief Future Officer. I'm Emily Chang. This is Bloomberg.